0: A Radio One ninety one FM podcast. From slinging breakfast on Radio One to being the mayor who gets it done, it's time for our fortnightly catch up with Dunedin's mayor. We're squawking with Hawkins. All right, right now I am joined by His Worship Aaron Hawkins, um, Atamariye. Kia ora, good morning. How are we today? Very good, thank you. That's good. Did you watch the Nuggets play last night?
1: No, I didn't. I was uh, I was unfortunately tied up with uh, tied up with work, but. You know, is it too early? Is it too early to say it's the fairy tale of the year, Jamie? Green? Uh, well,
0: yes. <laughs> yes, it is. It's like <laughs> well, the Warriors always win their first game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Extraordinary, but no, great, uh, great to see the uh, the team back on the court and, and great to see it and, uh, with a strong start to the season.
0: Uh, you know, some of my great memories are going to watch games at the old Dunedin Stadium, which is now the ice rink, and throwing jelly beans at people in the crowd. I don't know why I did that. I was a naughty little boy, but that's alright. Moving along. Um, Dr. Sue Bidrose um, says goodbye. Um, you two started around the same time. Um, thankfully, that's the only job moving from Dunedin to Lincoln for ag research. Because, um, you know, could have happened. Um, a lot more could have been going but um, I guess um, you know she's a public face of the Dennean City Council along with yourself uh, but her work was mostly done behind doors can you tell us um, a little bit about that role and and some of her best achievements
1: Yeah I think my my second council meeting was uh, appointing a chief executive and and was one of the um, best decisions we made in appointing Sue over the last uh, seven years it's She's um, had a remarkable impact on the organisation, uh, as you say, as the, as the public face of the Dunedin City Council. That's not always
0: mm. uh,
1: how uh, how a chief executive operates. That's, that was just her style. That that she felt like she should be um, leading the organisation from the front, from from the front, and and, uh, and and telling people what's going on. She's a very good uh, communicator uh, to a to a wide range of audiences. Um, which really pays off in situations like we've both had in uh, in South Sudan with um, with flooding out there, and, and where you have to uh, talk about very complex intersecting issues around uh, climate change and water infrastructure and those sorts of things. And uh, she's uh, she's very uh, very capable in that uh, in that sphere. Um, I think the the great uh, advantage of having, Sue as a as a chief executive, has been her. Uh, her broad understanding of of our community's well-being—not just uh, our social well-being, but environmental and cultural and economic well-being—and that is not something that you should take for granted in, in senior leadership within uh, the public service—and has certainly been um, of great value to us as elected members, uh, having someone who understands the direction uh, that that we were uh, that we were heading in um, but. You know, having someone seven years is a long time, and what is a uh, very, as you say, very public and, and very demanding role, and someone who's, uh, who is who is a an old-fashioned model public servant held in very high regard, not just locally but uh, around the country and internationally. It was inevitable that eventually someone was going to come and uh, and and offer her the opportunity of obscurity,
0: and <laughs> um,
1: it's a it's a loss to the council, obviously. But as you as you imply. Uh, not a loss to the city. Uh, Invermay remains, um, uh, has been and, and will remain, uh, I am assured, an integral part of the, the ag research family and I, I look forward to building stronger relationships with uh, with that institution over the next few years with, uh, with Sue in the chief executive role.
0: Yeah, well, let's hope that that means it does stay for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, never know um but not the only um council staffer to be leaving an important one uh, as well Dave Toombs, uh, mm-hmm. decided to move on he's been in that role for a couple of years uh the finance and commercial general manager uh, that's two pretty big roles Aaron um at the at the council uh, is it just a case of coincidence or you know is is there an iceberg off, off this uh, starboard bow
1: <laughs> no not as it is coincidence. Um, um, you know, David been thinking about uh, about moving on uh, for for a few months. Obviously, we, got, we all got swamped by uh, COVID-19, and uh, had expected to uh, to announce that uh, last week, but somehow got um, well, got trumped, obviously, by uh, the chief executive's uh, appointment at Ag Research. But um, I'm not not particularly concerned in that we have you know, very capable. Um, Second-tier management staff um, who who can uh, pick up uh, pick up both, both of those jobs uh, from uh, from where they leave off while we go through, in particular, go through a, a recruitment process for uh, the next chief executive.
0: Yeah. Do you move at haste for these roles, or do you take your time? You
1: yeah, don't want to rush these sorts of decisions. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, so no, um, but at the same time, you know, there's only so long you can. Um, and you, you, you making a permanent appointment gives you um, gives someone far greater scope to uh, work within the organisation and and lead the organisation than someone in an acting or interim role would. So uh, we're not we're not rushing things, uh, but at the same time we're very mindful of the fact that uh, we want to um, certainly a, a, certainly to appoint a chief executive as as soon as is. Um, as
0: possible. Yeah, and I guess with um, what's going on with COVID perhaps um, the the pool the pool of of capable people are maybe a little bit larger. Um, now that the job If I was, an,
1: ex, if I was an expatriate uh, living in other parts of the world right now, New Zealand would look very attractive mm. as a job prospect, yes.
0: Yes, indeed, indeed. Right, moving along to um, something that uh, definitely will concern students and, and myself as well. Uh, you're about to jump on a bus into town. I catch the bus every day and I love it. I catch it to the university. I stop at Albany Street. Uh, when I go home, I get it from outside the Clubs and Socks building here at OUSA on Albany Street. The council is planning um, a new... Recreation building, Jamie. No, no they changed it <laughs> back. After oh, that,
1: Yeah. Great. Sorry. That's a yeah. right word?
0: Yeah. <laughs> the council has planned uh, for a new layout trial uh, for the stop. A super stop. Uh, I love that. Um, I can tell you, though, that stop is quite quiet. It's quite quiet. Um, so, why the trial? Because um, I can understand the need for a new crossing there and at Union Street East as well. Um, but you know, have, I mean, have you been looking at that stop? Have you been doing, you know, have you got those strips down the road to, to check out the traffic? And do you know how many people are catching the bus there? Do, is, it, is it really needed? Because from what I can see, I don't know if it is.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. The the, the super stops were uh, proposed in the regional public transport plan, which is uh, you know public transport, as we know, is something uh, the regional council uh, govern, uh, and we haven't seen any of those. Uh, eventuate in the five or so years since that plan got signed off um, but our interest is in the wider uh, tertiary uh, tertiary uh, streets area so mm-hmm. uh, the tertiary streets project is another um, uh, urban design uh, traffic transport safety project that council is, is driving in this next in the current 10 year plan uh, and um, one of the one of the best things you can do before you sink tens of millions of dollars into capital work is uh, test your thinking by, um, uh, by, uh, by trialling different options
0: mm-hmm. and, and when
1: the, the opportunity came up through NZTA, through the Innovating Streets Fund, to get 90% funding for any uh, interim measures uh, you might want to um, pursue uh, that were built around you know, public transport and pedestrian safety uh, then that seemed like a, a, an opportune time to, to jump on that. Uh, but certainly um, we noticed when the Dundas Street bridge was out for the floodwater protection work, on mm-hmm. um, the, you know the, that was an issue for traffic flow. So we put the roundabout in uh, on the corner of Albany Street, which was great for vehicle movements. Uh, but it meant that, as a pedestrian, you could stand on the side of the road for oh, yes. literally five ten minutes without being able to safely cross because there 's no legitimate crossing point on Albany Street between Cumberland Street and Anzac Avenue uh, while we have thousands of people um, coming in from coming in from that direction and and there 's been often been called particularly from OUSA USA most recently to put a pedestrian crossing in there yeah. um, that 's one option it does it does um, Assume that everyone come, that funnels in from the south across Albany Street will then gather at a single pedestrian crossing point and cross the road, and that seems optimistic to me. Yeah. Um, so, that, you know, other options include just making the area safer in general uh, for people to be able to uh, to cross at various points. But all of that, all of those things uh, are the things that we're working through as part of the tertiary streets project. What this does is give us the opportunity to. Um, Test out some of those ideas and, and see if they work uh, in, in, insofar as you can with a temporary measure um, and, and use that to inform the ongoing thinking and design work.
0: Um, you know, I know that the trial was planned with the university and the polytechnic. Um, Are they kicking in funds for these kinds of projects? You know, this is a student safety issue, uh, crossings especially. Um, And as you said, well, I mean, it was amazing how much traffic was added just for the closure of that bridge. It was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Um, But, you know, it's kind of calmed down a little bit now, um, seeing as it's reopened. But, you know, this is fundamentally a student safety issue. So surely the university in some regards is responsible for that. So, are they um, playing any bigger role other than just the design process? And, and um, you know, are they going to be paying for any of this? Uh,
1: well, the short answer is no. I mean, and you know, in the case of the the, the innovating streets work, the, the city council is barely paying for it because ninety percent of the tab is being picked up by uh, by government through uh, through NZTA funds. But you know, our, it's our responsibility as the road controlling authority to make sure that we have a uh, a safe transport network in Dunedin that is safe for all road users and we need to take into account um, you know, major uh, um, ma- major what we call trip generators in, in the in the academic sense, like the university where you have a lot of people um, coming to, to one particular spot and we have an obligation as a, as a city uh, to make that a, a safe environment for uh, people whether they are driving to the campus area or uh, biking or or walking there so uh, it's our responsibility I mean one of the um, it's not just about safety it's also uh, in the longer term will be an amenity project and making the, the campus a more attractive place to be and that's an acknowledgement of the significant role the university plays as uh, as, as an employer in the city and, and as a, as a general, generator of um, economic activity in the city and the least we can do is make it a safe and a, an attractive place um, to visit. And, and it will connect on to um, the, the retail quarter work, the, which is you know, commonly um, referred to as the George Street work, but that goes down as far as Albany Street and the uh-huh. Tertiary Streets project. will then you know, link up from that and go down into the to the University Polytechnic area.
0: All right, um, and finally, the Transalpine has just reopened, but yesterday we said goodbye um, to the Dunedin Railways goodbye and see you again hopefully, Dunedin Railways train um, why isn't why aren't we keeping it in a reduced role um, you know, why isn't it part of the plan D because um, you know, come summer you know, uh, there's things like the rail trail um, hopefully will be pumping money into the local economy this is a great opportunity for people to catch a train to Middlemarch and then do that rail trail in a somewhat reverse order um, you know and a, potentially a, you know surely that is potentially bringing in some um some domestic tourism and potentially australian tourism
1: a significant well i think australian tourism is optimistic
0: yeah but, poten- I, that's um, why i said potentially
1: <laughs> a significant part of the um of the audience the current audience for the for the Tyree gorge trip uh, is international visitors uh, and and of that, um, a significant chunk of those international visitors arrived by cruise ship. And when we were looking at the short to medium term future of the business, which isn't a, you know, we don't own it as a, a moneymaker. Mm. breaking even is a as a good as a, as a goal, really, for uh, Dunedin Railways and doesn't account for um, kind of the ongoing maintenance of the, the section that the company directly owns. Uh, but given that we it seemed unlikely that either of those things would return in anywhere near the numbers uh, that we had um you know we had a the, the the board have a duty to not trade as as insolvent uh, and so the the decision was made or the proposal was made by uh, the holdings company to um, close the business uh, council weren't comfortable with that so we decided that we would effectively hibernate the business, um, which is what we're doing, uh, to, to allow us to have a, a more uh, thorough look at what various options might look like um, at a time when we have a greater degree of... Um, certainty is the wrong word, but at least know more about what the, the picture will look like in the short to medium term. Yeah. Uh, so from, from July, um, uh, we will... Do that. Councils asked for uh, a, a paper to come back uh, later this year, um, in September, October-ish, uh, outlining exactly what um, those options are and and what, they're, and what the feasibility of those options would be, uh, and what kind of investment would be required to make them work. Uh, and 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 certainly um, that will be a a, a very uh, an interesting discussion, and there's been no shortage of of people back in contact saying that you know, they can make it work. And the, the RMtu had a proposal around using it as a commuter rail service in the short term, which um, didn't didn't quite pan out, unfortunately. But you know, other there are there are other operators and other models uh, that will be uh, presented for discussion and decision ultimately. But uh, certainly no. Decision has been made about the future of uh, the business or the asset. Um, Any uh, suggestion that uh, this is a kind of cowardly way of trying to close the business by stealth uh, couldn't be further than the truth. Yeah, I would. From the truth.
0: Yeah, I. I, I wholeheartedly believe you when you say that because it's the Tyree Gorge. Um, I think maybe we just need an Anthony Tonnan gig every week, and she'll be right.
1: <laughs> Mr. Tonnan has been in regular correspondence oh, no with us about the, <laughs> about the future of the of the of the Tyree Gorge railway, um, as have many people. And, and look, you know, it's a it's an iconic uh, asset for the city, both, both locally and and, yeah. and internationally, and and. The, one of, if not the hardest decision I've ever made in in, 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 local government was the one we made to, to hibernate that business because, um, I know, we all know how important it is to, um, not just to the, the workers who work there and, and their yeah. families, but the, the, the place it holds in the, in the city's, um, cultural psyche. And it's hard, but these are hard times, um, and sometimes, uh,
0: those hard decisions have to get made unfortunately. Indeed, indeed and I know, I, I wholeheartedly know that you that is a big struggle for you um, Right, Aaron, I know you've got a bus to catch, so <laughs> off you go Off you go <laughs> Off you go, Thank mate, you. on your bike or on your bus uh, Have yourself a great day and we'll talk again soon do. Thanks, Jamie. Cheers, mate. His Worship Aaron Hawkins there, Mayor of Otipote